Hi, I'm Juan Aragon. And I'm Nate Specht. And this is The The Main Main Scoop. So, this being our first podcast, you're probably wondering, who are we? What are we going to be talking about? And why is it called The Main Scoop? So to answer that first question, who are we? I am Juan. I am originally from San Jose, Costa Rica. And then when I was around five years old, my dad was offered a job in the bustling metropolis of Nina, Wisconsin, which if you don't know where that is, it is next to Appleton, Wisconsin, which if you don't know where that is, it's about 45 minutes south of Green Bay. So go pack go. Um, and yeah, I am now uh, my second year at the University of Minnesota Duluth, where I am majoring in instrumental music education. And my name's Nate. I'm born and raised here in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, I currently go to Lake Superior College, the community college here in Duluth, and I'm working to get my Associate of Arts degree, which is pretty much just the generals, because I'm still working to figure out what exactly I uh, want to go on into. But I plan to probably go to transfer one of the colleges around town here. So, Yeah, Nate and I met in January of 2020, one of the few good things of the year so far. Um <laughs> But yeah, we met after mass and we just instantly hit it off and became really good friends. So why is it called The Main Scoop? We put a lot of thought and effort into this. A uh, lot. Yes, yes, yes. So yeah. um, back this summer, um, back in July, I believe, yeah, it was July, me and Juan were able to go on a camping trip down to a small town called Cornell, Wisconsin. Shout out to them. They're, I think, population of like 600 or something like that. But we went on a camping trip down to Brunei Island State Park, and we went for two di- or two nights? Yeah. Yeah. Two nights we hung out there. Because three nights, and we would have killed each other. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But just hanging out in that area, and in that town, there was a little um, ice cream shop called The Main Scoop. Uh, we saw it the first day. We are like, oh, cool. But throughout the course of the uh, couple three days we were there, we were, as we drove around the area, throughout the town, there was in multiple on, like, multiple uh yard signs advertising every for this. single house on the road into the state park just had the main, the main scoop. scoop and thus led to us deciding hey on the way out on our at the end of the camping trip we should stop and go get some ice cream and so thus we did it was bridgman style ice cream which was incredible it was incredible ice cream if you're ever in cornell wisconsin stop by the main scoop the lady there was a really nice lady too so she, she we're yeah. not sponsored by them so yeah, you know that this is 100% legit. But if you would like to sponsor us, we are more than welcome for um, anything. I, yeah, lo- I are, love ice cream, so. Yeah, and we are poor, broke college students. Yeah, so yeah. shout out to them. Yes. Um, but, yeah, and so thus, it just became a fun thing that we enjoyed and figured we'd name our podcast after it, so. Yeah, you're welcome. Now... You're probably also wondering, well, what the heck are we going to be talking about? Because I don't want to sit here listening to a podcast if I have no idea what these people are going to be talking to me about. Well, so our idea is we are going to be inviting a bunch of people from our Newman Center and just people that we know in general. um, And we're just going to talk about life, about school. But also we're going to ask each guest very interesting question that um, we got asked about. Yeah, earlier this month when we Mm -hmm. went camping with our buddy Declan, he asked us out of the blue, what's your favorite Bible passage? And so, yeah, um, we're going to be asking people that question. And not only will we be asking them that question, but then we'll be having a discussion about it. You know, why do you like this Bible passage? What sticks out to you about it? Like what, 
Um, yeah. And just talk about scripture because scripture is good. Yeah. And then also just have a nice little talk about life and mm-hmm. college life. So, All right. So this week, since we're just starting out when we don't have any guests yet, we kind of figured we'd just uh, talk about something that we really like. And this week we're going to talk about uh, Genesis chapters 1 and one through 3. Yeah, I mean, that's how the Holy Spirit decided to start the Bible, so I guess we might as well start our podcasts out like that. So, you know, we hear how in the beginning the world was this formless wasteland, and then the Lord says, let there be light. And over the course of the next few days, he just creates the whole universe. Um, And we find out how when he created man, we were created in his image and likeness. Um, Then we find out later uh, how when he places... Adam in the garden, he gives him this command. He tells him, uh, scripture says he's placed in the garden to care for it and to keep it. But the Hebrew word is shamar. Um, And Nate and I are both involved in Focus, the Fellowship of Catholic University students. We co-lead a Bible study of freshmen. And um, they said that this word shamar literally means to guard. And so we hear how Adam is placed in the garden to guard it. Guard, garden. (laughs) That was dumb. I'm sorry for you listening. But anyways, Adam is placed in the garden to guard it. And now here's his question of, okay, God, you want me to guard this garden from what exactly? And who exactly am I guarding? And so God says, funny you asked. He realizes that Adam is alone, and he basically says, well, it's not good for man to be alone. So he brings Adam all of these animals. He sees a dog and says, wow, this is my best friend. He sees a cat and says, ew, gross. But Adam realizes this isn't, this isn't what I'm looking for. And so God creates Eve, and then Adam is overjoyed, and everything is great, but we know it doesn't exactly stay that way. Yeah, Genesis has always been one of my favorite. I just really enjoy, like, Genesis 1. It just seems like... It's one of my favorite readings when you hear... Uh, I personally enjoy on, like, Easter Vigil when you hear the creation story. Because there's a guy at my church. Uh, he has a very deep, like, radio voice. And, like, he's on multiple occasions, he's done reading of the... For uh, Genesis 1, where it's, like, the creation story. And it's just so cool listening to his voice as he's, like... Because it brings you, it's like, wow, it feels like actually like God's talking because it's like this big, deep voice. And I've always just, and that's like, because of that, I've got drawn into actually like really like looking into the Genesis and stuff. One of the big reasons why, um, why I like it so much is just because it really looks at human nature and it looks at the way that human nature is supposed to be, how we were originally designed, and then how we are not. We know that the serpent comes in and tempts Adam and Eve. Um, and it's just, a, there's a lot that you can just draw out of this temptation. You know, the big, the big temptation is the serpent comes up to Eve and tells her, uh, God, he's lying to you. He just doesn't want you to be like him. And the thing that is so interesting is that he says, the serpent literally says, your eyes will be open and you will be like God's. But what did we talk about earlier today? That Adam was made, Adam and Eve were made in the image and likeness of God. 
Yeah, in the section we see, in the, in the footnotes of our Bible, it says that the Hebrew word for mankind is Adam, which kind of shows that God made God made Adam in his image and likeness, just like how he, it's the parallels kind of showing like John, uh, God made Juan in his image and likeness. God mm-hmm. made Nate in his image and likeness. He made Declan in his image and likeness. Declan is, Declan's the other, the final third of the trio here. We'll be our yeah. future roommates, so. Yes, we're so excited. Yeah. And exactly. so... They already have this likeness to God, and yet here we have um, the serpent telling them, oh, no, 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 you're not, from from the get-go, he's already saying, no, 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 you're not enough. You're not, you're not as good as you think you are. You're less than. He's already knocking us down, and we see that so prominent in today's society, too. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, people thinking that, they're not enough, that they're not loved, that no one cares about them. And, ugh, it's just like, it's so, um... It's it's sad. Yeah, it's sad, and it's, but it's so revealing of our, of our human nature, too. Mm-hmm. Um, of our corrupted human nature, how we keep listening to the same lie that was told to us from the very beginning of time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Eve takes the fruit... And then she actually eats it and then gives it to, it says, um, she also gave some to her husband who was with her. Yeah, that's one of the points that I've always thought was interesting when it says, like, it says, who was with her. When you always, like, there's just, like, a generalized, like, thought, like, nowadays that, like, oh, like, it's all Eve's fault. Like, it's, like, the joke, like, the, almost of, like, oh, blame women because women were for the fall. But... Yes, it was Eve who was t- who picked the apple or whatever the fruit was or whatever. You, um, but Adam was there by her side at all point, all times. Like in when this was happening, he wasn't like off in the garden somewhere else. He was right next to her, which the, and it clearly says that in the Bible and stuff. So we can't say it's all one person's fault because they were together through mm-hmm. the whole entire thing. And you compare that to uh, God's mission that He gave Adam before of Shamar. Mm-hmm. He says. He places Adam in the garden and tells and um, tells him to guard. And he probably, again, doesn't know, uh, like I said, from... From what? From uh-huh. what, he, from whom he has to guard the garden and who he has to guard. Um, but here, here's a person that he has to guard, and this is what, what he needs to guard her from. Mm-hmm. And I just find that another, another thing that is revealing of our human nature... Again, how God, when he gives us a mission, doesn't just plop us in the mission and says, okay, go. go. How he's yeah. preparing our hearts for the mission, too. Yeah, even if we don't realize, he's constantly preparing something for mm-hmm. us. And yeah. So the Lord is walking in the garden, and the man and his wife hide themselves from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord calls to the man and asks, where are you? Mm-hmm. And another thing that's revealing of human nature it's our tendency to hide from god and again god is omniscient he knows where adam and eve are Mm -hmm. but i always think that when i read this it's not god isn't asking where are you physically but he's asking where is the you that i created Mm. where's the uh um yeah where's the the you that i created the the innocent, the the one that's in my image and likeness, because now that, that image has been corrupted in a way. Um, 
but he's looking for that and how our tendency is to hide from God. I love that kind of drama. It's like sin, this the original sin. We feel like we sin and we turn away. We feel like, oh, I'm unworthy to be in the presence of God, to be with God and stuff like that. So we hide ourselves. But God's, all, but God's still looking for us no matter what, no matter how badly we sin. He'll, he's always there for us to come turn back right away. We turn back to him and he'll be there with open arms, ready to receive us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and Adam says that he was afraid so he hid because he knew that um yeah he but i was afraid so i hid and yeah it's how sin just makes us fear god mm-hmm. and in a way that makes us want to hide and it's well why do we have to hide from the person who already knows what we've done and who is ready to forgive us the instant that we say sorry screwed yeah. up yeah yeah and then we see god say who told you that you were naked have you eaten from the tree which I have forbidden you to eat? Adam and Eve just start playing the blame game right then and there. Yeah, they start just blaming, well, first of all, the, well, the serpent. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And so. I just and I just think of how this must have um, broken Eve's heart to hear. Because mm-hmm. when she was created, the first thing that she heard was... Um, the moment that Adam set eyes on her, he said, this one at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And I can just picture Adam saying, this one at last. Mm-hmm. After all of the animals coming up to him, he, him just being lonely, waiting for this companion, because as we were saying before, we weren't created to be alone. Him mm-hmm. finally seeing this companion, and then now, in the face of God, what is the first thing that he does after eating the fruit? He just throws the blame on Eve. Yeah. Just throws her under the bus. It's crazy to think that, yeah, you see, you go from such a love and, like, realization, almost like, like, I picture, like, the, at last this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. I picture kind of, like, an imagery for myself of, like, when you see a groom at his wedding and, like, the second he turns around or and sees his bride walking down the aisle and you see that, like, pure emotion of dislike oh my gosh this is my wife like this is the woman i'm marrying that's what like i picture with this because it's like this is the one i meant for like the one meant for me and meant and i meant for here yeah my brother got married at the end of at the end of august shout out to mr and mrs caroline and fernando aragon i guess it should be fernando and caroline if i'm going mr and mrs yeah caroline's better no i'm just kidding i don't know i've never met them so (laughs) sorry fernando (laughs) um (laughs) But, yeah, shout out to them. Uh, but I remember when we were looking at the pictures, I think it was my mom who asked, because we were looking specifically at the pictures of the first look. Um, mm. And uh, my mom asked my brother, what 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 went through your mind the moment you set eyes on Caroline? And my brother just said, it was just this, this peace and satisfaction of knowing that... Um, he would never have to look at her as someone other than his wife. Oh. And kind of what you were saying, too. Yeah. Um, of just that, that pure love between between Fernando and Caroline, and then paralleling that to the love that Adam and Eve had when they first saw each other. And then, yeah, it's sad to, like, think, to see that immediate, like, betrayal almost in a way. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, after that, uh, comparing that to what I was saying before, too, about how 
Adam when he looked at Eve for the first time just saying this one at last is bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh this one at last is the one for me and knowing that that loneliness that he felt before wasn't wasn't going to be there mm-hmm. again and yet here he is throwing her under the bus instead of standing up for her shamar guarding her yeah and you wonder why women say that men suck <laughs> yeah and then we can't make decisions yeah (laughs) yeah that's 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 a really interesting idea to how it's just so 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 drastic of a change between the two just like and that's literally the end of chapter two i mean not who knows exactly how much time was like in between that like it could have for all we know it could have been an hour between when eve was made and when the serpent tempted her and she was like and then she had the fall happen but just how quick that it happened is, yeah. That's kind of saddened. But then we see um, how Adam throws his throws his bride under the bus, even though he was originally so in love with her. We see this happening in a garden. Mm-hmm. We fast forward a couple thousand years. Now Jesus is in a garden, and he's doing the complete opposite. Yeah. He sees his bride, the church, church. and he just... He, he throws himself under the bus. He lays down his life and... Um, takes her place and says, yeah, I'm, I'm taking on that sin. And it's just this beautiful comparison between um, what happens in the Garden of Eden and then later on what happens in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah, yeah. There's so many interesting ties between Adam and Eve and between back to, like, uh, like Jesus himself in different times. Well, we don't have to look much further than verse 15 where... Jesus, where God says to the serpent, I'm going to put enmity between Mm. you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. They will strike at your head while you strike at her heel. Obviously, every time that I read that, um, I think of Mary as the new Eve. Mm -hmm. But then I think this was even, this was probably when we looked over this with our freshman Bible study earlier this year. I've forgot who it was but one of our guys brought it up that um we are also the offspring of eve yeah oh yeah and uh how on the cross jesus gave mary as our mother so we are also mary's offspring in a way too and so this this isn't just talking about jesus striking at um the serpent's head while the serpent's striking at our heel this is this is about us too. This is the power that we're given through Jesus and Mary. That yes, we have these temptations. We have the the snake, but the worst thing the snake can do is strike at our heel. We can strike the snake's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have obviously we have this is through the power of God. This is not something that we can do at our on our own because as we saw when we try to say no to temptation on our own, we kind of just flopped. But. Yeah, how the Lord himself puts this enmity between between us and the serpent and how we are able to have this power over sin. Yeah, there's this really good book that I uh, read called The G- Jesus and the Jewish Roots of Mary by Brant Petrie. Mm-hmm. And it kind of puts points out some of the things um, similar to that with... Uh, it says how Eve is the mother of the offspring who, will conquer the, who conquers the serpent. But we also see Mary, whose offspring, or Jesus, conquers the devil himself. And so I, that's one big point that's like comparison between Mm -hmm. the book of Genesis and then in the gospel of John, where we see multiple other comparisons with Jesus 
and Adam, and then even especially Mary and Eve. Yeah. Uh, we see with Jesus being like the new Adam. Uh, one of the other points that he point that uh, Brant Petrie points out in the book is that uh, Eve invites Adam to commit the first sin, which he she's with him when and uh, when yeah, they like, commit the first sin. Yeah, she she offers Adam the yeah the yeah. fruit. Yeah, and then we see in the book of John in the Gospel of John, uh, Mary when she in chapter two where she offer uh, where she tells Jesus to uh, not not tells but. Uh, well, yeah, you could you could say tells. Yeah, to, to to perform his first sign, which is at the wedding of Cana, tra- which mm-hmm. the transforming of the water, the foot water, into wine. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> funny story. We were we had our Bible study this week with Nathan Miller and Brett Gulliash, hosts of the Nerds for Christ podcast. Shout out. Anyways, uh, we had the our. Bible study with them earlier this week, and we were talking about the wedding at Cana. This is a huge sidetrack, but it's fine. Nathan pointed out to us how the water that was used at the wedding at Cana was the water that the Jews used for their rituals, and one of those rituals was clean, cleansing of the feet. But anyways, yeah. back to <laughs> back to uh, Doctor Brain Petrie. Yeah, there's some other, uh, one of the other huge points that he points out, kind of, the comparison between Eve and Mary, is that Eve is with Adam at the fall, and is tempted by the devil to sin. Mm -hmm. But we see in the uh, Gospel of John, where Mary is with Jesus at his crucifixion, Mm. there by his side at all times, just like how Adam and Eve were together throughout, through everything. And it really just proves to you that Mary is not just some ordinary person. She truly Nuh-uh. is the new Eve and extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and we keep going in the story, and now we get Adam. Uh, sorry, not Adam. We get God cursing Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. and then, but after all that, one of the lines that that I just love so much is. As God is about to expel them from the garden, and he says in verse 21, The Lord God made for the man and his wife garments of skin, which Mm -hmm. he clothed them. So even though he just, um, even though they've just noticed that this relationship is broken, he's still caring for them. He's still being fatherly to them. He hasn't, he hasn't given up on them yet. Yeah, that's the love that you see from someone who cares for someone. And just similar to, again, kind of like the motherly love that Mary has for Jesus. But you also mm-hmm. see as God being his father, you see that love showing through them too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and it's just this awesome fact that God still hasn't given up on us. Yeah. Nate and I, for um, student missionaries, are wonderful focus missionaries, Tim Hireman and Neil Anderson. They are having us read this book called uh, Lift Up Your Hearts. And today's reflection was on heaven. And I was reading this earlier today and I was just thinking about this podcast. I was just like, wow, this is, this is perfect. Um, because it says, um, whatever this world talking about heaven will truly look like, we cannot imagine. But we would see the vast multitude of all creation at its apex perfect, victorious, complete, and glorious. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just how God created the whole world 
for us. Mm-hmm. And then we completely ruined that. But God still hasn't given up on that and how he has this new creation in store for us through Jesus that he is ready to give to us at our yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's really cool kind of to think that no matter what we go through, all the things that we, how many, how many times we sin or fall away, God is always there, always still ready for us, always loving us. And he's ready to give us everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's there to clothe us. I think mm-hmm. of, I have that image of the, of a little child, a toddler, who um, mom and dad still pick out their clothes um, and then dress their kids. That's essentially what God's that, doing. Yeah, that fatherly and just parental love that mm-hmm. we see that from the our Lord and God himself, yeah. I don't know about you, Nate. But I think this is a good as place as any to end. Yeah, probably about that time, but... In the words of St. Lawrence, I'm done on this side. And I'm done on this side. I'm Juan Aragon. And I'm Nate Specht. And this has been... The, the Main, Main Scoop. Scoop. Thanks for listening. God bless.